Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Uh, happy what day of the week? Tuesday. Today is I, Tuesday, I yes. Confused. It's the second, second weekday of the of the week, yes. Second weekday of the week. I mean, the business. No, it would be the third uh, weekday of the I'm week. So I'm so confused. No. I do, I do this. Uh, <laughs> my, my, my confusion is telepathic. I was thinking of weekday, meaning Monday through Friday. It's the second weekday of the week. Not, not day of the week, but weekday. Anyway, a lot of things to talk about today. Uh, first of all, Bill, that plane that uh, we talked about yesterday yeah. that was in the news about uh, the one that caused the sonic boom, in quotes. And You're not hearing about it today, though. It's out of the news cycle. Oh, there's such an agenda with the news, isn't there? I mean, if, yeah. if it doesn't fit well, their talking points for the day, they just eject it from the news cycle. And this story, uh, there's a lot of questions that haven't been answered. Okay, at least in my opinion. First of all, God bless the four people, the innocent victims on this plane. Uh, what a tragedy. Uh, a mom, 49 years old, her two-year-old daughter. Uh, then the, they had a nanny because it was a well-to-do family that owned the plane. And, and, of course, the pilot. And, you know, they were victims. No matter what happened, those innocent people, you can only pray for them because they're they're with God right now. But... As far as the actual incident is concerned, there's some questions that I don't think have been answered. And it's just me, but we know that the plane was going from, uh, uh, from uh, I think it was Florida, but I could be wrong. It could have been. No, it's Florida. Okay, yeah. could have been Melbourne, Florida. That's where it was going, from Melbourne, Florida, up to a town on Long Island. but And it got to Long Island, to the Islip area, and then it did a U-turn. Now, supposedly the plane had lost uh, contact with uh, ground control people, and that's why there was concern. They couldn't get, couldn't raise this plane. Right. Uh, 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 you know, to, how are you? What's wrong? Nothing. It was quiet. It does a complete 180 U-turn over Long Island and starts to head back towards Washington, D.C., all the while ground people are trying to contact it. So... Then they scramble four planes, two from, I guess, New Jersey and two from the Washington, D.C. area, uh, yeah. F, uh, F-16s. And that's where the story came. Oh, we heard a loud bang. It could be heard in Virginia, D.C., and Maryland. Well, here's uh, my problem. And they said it was a sonic boom. I, I just want to finish. Yeah. You're, you're getting there, Bill. I know you're. he's chomping at the bit. He really – I, no, I can see him. Real. Yes, he is. He's ready. But anyway – the plane continues down toward the D.C. area. Uh, the four jets are in the air, the F-16s. They're there to protect D.C. The, um, the jet, the Cessna Citation, flies right over the nation's capital. And they, they let it fly over the nation's capital. I don't think they knew who was in the plane. Uh, and it, well, wasn't, it a- wasn't communicating. You would have thought they would have knocked it, you know, it was a threat, right? They would have knocked yeah, it down. If they didn't know who was in the plane, maybe they didn't file the proper flight plan when they took off. But we don't know that. There's a lot of things we don't know. And when the story first hit, they said, well, you know, that sonic boom you heard, those were jets practicing off the coast. But then that story changed to where, mm-hmm. well, they scrambled the jets. And then I'm going, oh, that's interesting. Well, they had to be scrambled locally. No, 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 no. NORAD scrambled the jets. Well, NORAD's in Colorado. You know that big mountain that houses everything yeah. where we watch for incoming Soviet bombers yeah. or missiles from right. Russia or China? What are they doing monitoring a plane out, you know, on the East Coast? Right. A Cessna citation. So was there something on the plane? Who knows? Maybe there was. Maybe there wasn't. Maybe there's was something they didn't want. Now, did now I'll, ask, I'll ask you the question. Did it pass over the Capitol on the first pass, or when it turned around and came back, when it came back, when it on the way, okay, on the you way up, on the way up, I believe it was off the coast of Washington. Right, that makes sense. Yeah, so it turned around. Now they're going. Well, the, then their story is well, the pilot was passed out. You know, well then, okay, how did it? How did it do a maneuvered turn? Yeah, that's exactly you know? what I was. What I'm saying about the 180 over Long Island. That's an intentional move. I mean, even if it's on automatic pilot, I, 
Can you program an automatic pilot to to do a complete 180 on your trip? I mean, I don't know. It, it sounds well, it, far fetched. It sounds, yeah, it sounds fishy, and uh, or maybe you know, I don't know if uh, you know if they were on a channel that nobody was monitoring or something like that. Maybe the pilot was under instructions, and maybe there was something nefarious involved. But either way, the problem that I have, no matter what they tell you now, they've lied on what one, two, three occasions on this story, and it keeps mm-hmm. changing. You can't believe anything. Well, you know, and everything listen, is coming from the, the government. The balloon so. story that we had uh, a few, mo- a couple of months ago. The that balloon story we were lied to over and over again as the balloon was traveling across the country. First, we were told it's uh, uh, there's no balloon. Then we they were told it's probably some uh, hobbyist balloon. Then they mm-hmm. said, okay, it's the Chinese. Uh, uh, it's not, but it doesn't pose a threat. Then we find out, well, maybe it does communicate, but uh, it's not real time. Then they told us it was real time. I mean, it just goes, it was one lie after another. We were told with this airplane that they were having maneuvers over Chesapeake Bay. That's why they gave them authorization to do a sonic boom. I don't believe, and I could be wrong, I know a little bit about planes, but I don't believe they they are authorized to do sonic booms anywhere over a landmass or near a landmass. That's what I understand, too. And, you know, you would have to go probably beyond the territorial waters, the 12-mile mark, to even engage in something like that, which wouldn't be far for a jet to travel. Right. But I don't believe uh, I don't believe that story because if they were authorized this one time only, you get to yeah. do it, and then yeah. a plane happens to go down, too. You would hear these booms all the time because if that was what they were doing, this wouldn't have been the first time. Do you remember the Concorde? I mean, when it would when it would yes. fly into D.C., they had to back it off. They had to slow it down over the Atlantic, so they wouldn't do a sonic boom. Right. You know. Um, so and they and that was all the time. It slowed the, it slowed the trip down, but that was the way well, it had know, to be. Yeah, those kind of booms, the percussion can take out windows and whatnot. Well, you have an example of that, that power plant that they took down, they blew down, they imploded the stacks and they came down, but they didn't anticipate the dust cloud that would go and infiltrate neighborhoods. Uh, I went down Uh, there, Billy. Funny you should mention that. I literally went for a ride the day before yesterday on Sunday with my wife. We went down to the El El Rema power plant on the Monongahela River outside of Pittsburgh. Big, big power plant, and like yeah, I know where it is. And like Bill said, they thought they were going to implode the building because they're taking it down. I don't know if they're going to replace it or they're just going to stop having a power plant there. But when that came down, it's probably because it was a coal-fired plant. There yeah. was a, an enormous cloud of black smoke that covered the entire area. I don't. The people had to. I'm sure they had to leave. You Chimneys know. came down. Awful. Uh, windows blew out. Uh, as a matter of fact, appliances got uh, ruined because there was a power surge. So apparently, oh. not everything was disconnected when they blew the plant. So, well, Bill, like, Bill oh. I, I would imagine foundations were cracked. You know, walls might have been cracked. I mean, if it was big enough to do what it did, folks, well, I don't know how to explain it. this to you. It's the, the building was the size of a New York city block. Now, if you've been to New York, a city block in New York isn't your normal city block, okay? I mean, yeah. it is huge. And that's what this building was in Pennsylvania. So when they took that down, and by the way, there is still one stack standing. The, yeah. One stack didn't come down. Yeah, so. and you know, part of that, that that explosion, and I'll tell you why the diatribe of this, but you, you think about it, they probably didn't anticipate the power surge, the things being hooked up to the lines, and number two, you have capacitors in there, big giant capacitors. What do capacitors do? Well, they do hold current. So without getting those things de-arced, when they blew that thing, those things probably discharged and sent that current flying through the lines to do all the damage. But the reason we talked about all this is that a sonic boom has a big, equally bad percussion that can, yeah. you know, break windows and and move things on the ground. The reason why Bill and I are talking about this, folks, is because 
there's more to this story than meets the eye. They're there's, telling an, an improbable lie because you know, the pe- likelihood of it is is not there. People may say, well, what what would a little 49-year-old mom and, and her 2-year-old child and the nanny and the pilot, what would what would they they couldn't be doing anything bad and they I don't believe they could. But it doesn't mean that there wasn't something on that airplane that was important to somebody. And they well, and the victims mean there the, was, the victims mean there wasn't. But the victims didn't know about it. No, you're right. I'm not this is just a theory, mind you, but the reason why I even asked that question is why did the plane, if there was no one flying it, do a complete 180 turn over Long Island? And then, by the way, think about this for a second. It didn't do like a, a 160 turn and head out over uh, Block Island, over, you know, out toward, uh, toward eastern uh, Rhode Island, that area. No, no. This thing did a complete 180 and went right back towards Washington, D.C. That's planned. Yeah, and the three things that I'll say about this plane and what was on it, either there was something on it or thought to be on it or this plane being taken down was a message to somebody. Wow. And, wow. you know, but now that is just... It's it's all speculation. Speculation. We d- and, and we said at the very beginning of this uh, conversation that our prayers and our thoughts are with the four victims. God bless them. It's a tragedy. And, and with, and with the family too, it's, it's, you know, this is, this is an unbelievable tragedy. It's Uh, unfortunate circumstances. What, what happened, uh, really happened. We don't know, but we know that they're telling lies and that spurs speculation. I guess what we're saying too is it sounds you're probably saying it sounds like we don't really trust uh, the stories we're getting these days. And I guess that's the whole thing. Uh, I know I don't take stories on face value anymore on anything from anybody because there have been so many lies thrown at us. It was a fair election. Oh, it was absolutely nothing to see here. Don't worry about it. Joe really won. Yeah, they told us that lie, and they sold it to us so that now, if you question it, oh, he's an election denier. But that's the kind of thing that they do well, nowadays. there's no proof. There's no, well, wait a minute. Yeah, there is. Remember that truck driver that said he was hauling uh, illegal ballots from New York to Pennsylvania? Yep. And, uh, you know, he, well, he was cleared that he was telling the truth, and apparently the ballots really did exist. But, you know, I can understand there had to be 300,000 Pennsylvanians over in New York, probably at the quick pick store, you know, getting their lottery tickets <laughs> yeah. or uh, at the liquor store yeah, buying something. On vacation, and, yes. Yeah, and somebody walked up, hey, you forgot to vote today's election day oh, in Pennsylvania. yes. Oh, well, thank you. Oh, yeah, I'll fill that right. Here you go. Could you get it back for oh, Yeah, we'll get it right away for you. Sir. Sure, we got a truck it's going a there. It's yeah. that we do in New York for Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. Sure it is. I know. That's true, though. The guy was found uh, to be innocent. Yeah, yeah, and the, but you know, I bet you can't find those ballots anywhere right now. Yeah, uh, they've uh, been counted and destroyed or lost. Here's the thing, folks: they're supposed to hang on to election ballots for two years, I believe. It's over. It's Time's two and up. a half years. You think those ballots are lying around somewhere to be counted? Come on, the, the people who do this stuff know exactly what they are doing. They think of every fail-safe. Every possible scenario in in this whole process. All they have to do is stall, stall, stall until they hit the date, get that's, rid of the evidence, and, and now that's it. Now they'll tr- and now the truth comes out, and well, <laughs> we don't have the stuff anymore to prove that you're right or wrong. So, um, and speaking of stall, 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 nice lead in, Bill. Uh, hey, you're welcome, Christopher Ray. Oh, right, nice guy. He yeah, says, nice "I have okay, I have the document you want to see, Congress." You can come on over and 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 you can see it. Okay, so uh, James Comer and I think Jamie Raskin, the Democratic. Uh, yeah, he went and looked at. They're not saying anything, but. Um. And, and they get over there, they see it, and they say, "Okay, we're going to take it back to Congress." And and the FBI says, "No, it's not leaving this building. No, can't have it." And and, he, and James Comer said, well, "Wait a second. The subpoena said, the subpoena orders you to give us this document. It doesn't say." 
you have the right to show it to us and then send us on our way, which is what Christopher Ray wants to do. So he didn't give him the document to take back to Congress because, by the way, the excuse was, well, the whistleblower who gave us the information in that document, his life would be in jeopardy. Okay, and we've used this whistleblower before. How many times? Well, we've paid him at least at least six figures for his information. That's a pretty lucrative job mm. to be a snitch. What's interesting, if I've got this right, is that the document does show guilt of Biden of the $5 million bribery scheme. All right? Mm -hmm. But if you can't have the document, you know, you even though you know it's there, you've seen it, it exists, it's been verified now, but you can't have it, then you got no case. Now, I want you to think about this, folks. It, it's You're an average guy, and Congress says, we want something from you, or, or you're going to go to jail. And the logical thing from any normal person is, okay, here's what you want because I don't want to go to jail. But Christopher Ray has said, nah, you're not, you're not getting the document. You, you are not getting the document. Now, I just looked online before we started the program, and uh, I'm trying to – I can't possibly find the, uh, the, the paragraph, but I did find it when I was looking. Um, the problem is – the Department of Justice has to enforce mm. the contempt of Congress charge. It has to be, the, I guess, the attorney general who, who decides whether to go after somebody at, at, at the end. Now, think about this. Are you going to get Merrick Garland to arrest Christopher Wray? I mean, Absolutely. Christopher Wray has probably got a ton of stuff on Merrick Garland. So, I mean, they are going to protect each other's hide like you wouldn't believe. So this contempt of Congress charge, mm -hmm. it isn't going anywhere. We're seeing kabuki here, a kabuki dance. It's not real. We're being, oh, they're talking on the media. Well, the contempt of Congress charges were filed yesterday. Well, I guess they're going to be filed on Thursday. Oh, it's going to be a big deal. It's going to mean nothing, folks. Nothing. I mean, I mean, people may say, what do you mean? You don't expect Merrick Garland to have Christopher Ray arrested. I'm just saying. They will talk about it. Merrick Garland will say, oh, there's nothing to see here. Uh, they're going to say, and they've already discussed this, I'm sure. They're going to say, well, uh, there's a, a person's life may be in jeopardy if this document is released. So, therefore, this contempt charge is unenforceable. So, we're going to drop the charges and move on. That's what you're going to hear on Thursday from Merrick Garland or, or Friday. It's not going to gain any traction. Like everything else with this uh, election and this uh, administration, they are going to obfuscate. They're going to they're going to stall. They're going to confuse, and they're going to do the unlawful thing. With a smile on their face. Unless it was Trump, and then they would do the unlawful thing of saying, well, there's really nothing here to prove it, but give us a, give us a chance, and yeah. we will manufacture it. Yeah, he, where did he park his car? He, he's, uh, oh, and there's nothing on the meter? Oh, good. We'll bring him in, yeah. Have him arrested. Yeah, we got him, man. He forgot he, to pay his uh, meter. You know. Speaking the of, meter maid's going to write a ticket. Speaking of that, Bill, they're going to, uh, I guess Trump kind of gave a, a warning yesterday. Hey, expect me to be charged. They, you know, they're going to, this uh, Smith, this uh, special counsel. Oh, they, uh, they want to indict him and put him in a, they've even announced it. They are going to well, put a, a yeah. bracelet on him, on his leg. Trump's, uh, uh, Trump's um, lawyers met yesterday with the special counsel. I guess it was like their the one last attempt to, to say this is why you shouldn't be doing what you're doing to the special counsel. But understand, this is purely political. They, they don't want Trump in the White House. They are... They are deadly afraid. I heard audio yesterday. I don't have it from James Comey, right, the former FBI head. And he said, essentially, uh, we, he was asked, well, uh, would you vote? You've been a lifelong Republican. Uh, would you vote for a Republican? And Comey said, no, it has to be Biden. The only one I can vote for is Biden. Why is that? 
because the only one that will keep this criminal out of jail is by criminal. Exactly right. Exactly right. Now, let me ask you a question. So they indict Trump, and they do what they're saying, which is interesting. We're going to put an ankle bracelet on him. Well, when you have one of those on you, uh, you are restricted where you can go. They monitor you all the time. So that means he can't get on his plane and go to a campaign rally. Understand something, though. Trump is one of the most creative guys ever to run for president. You're right. They may restrict his movement. So when they have a rally, they'll put up huge, big screens, and and they will invite people to come in, his supporters, and he will speak via, you watch, via TV links to these different uh, rallies. He will still get elected. (laughs) Trust me. Yeah, well, I, I, I believe that, but, you know, I also believe that you know, if he dare gets in a in a, uh, a a blazer, an SUV, and goes one inch over a line to avoid a traffic jam or something like that, that would give them the opportunity to legally take him out. Well, let me ask you. Uh, 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 this is just a thought that hit my. You saw. You talked about warnings yesterday with that mm-hmm. plane. Mm-hmm. You you wonder whether they were sending a warning to Trump. He flies all over the place in this private plane, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. may, maybe somebody was sending him a message. I, I don't might be because they're friends of his. This is evil stuff, folks. These these people who are doing these things to our country, these aren't patriots. These are evil people. I mean, I well, I, 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 cast your ballot now. What do you think? You think that uh, uh, that good will prevail in twenty twenty four? I think he'll think- win. I think just like twenty twenty, he will win. And they will fudge it. Uh, yeah. Is he going to make it to, and I don't mean this mean or anything, but will he make it to the finish line, meaning will he make it to the election? Or will he be a martyr vote? You know, in other words, hey. they want to take him out. So let's just say something bad. We hope not, pray not, but something bad happens to Trump. You know, I think he would still win the election if, if his name was on the ballot or people would write it in. He would have the strongest showing in history. But the simple fact is, will he get to fulfill his promise, his dream, and your dream? I I think that... Uh, no, you're not answering no, the no, question. No, 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 I am answering the question. I think, okay. I think that he will win uh, technically, but I think that they will lie because I think that the system is too deep. They can't afford to have him. They can't afford to have him in the White House because he will destroy... This time around, he will destroy the deep state, or at least he will bring down fire on a lot of it. Uh, you, you, you will see lots of people who will surprise the average casual political onlooker uh, being, be arrested. You'll see people who you would never think would have been part of the deep state who are a part of the deep state. I mean, l- let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. You are a smart a uh, successful Republican politician, and what would make you think that you could win the presidency of the United States when the front runner right now is 34% uh, ahead of the second-place guy? Why would guys like Mike Pence think that now's a good time to run for the presidency? Why would Chris, uh, Chris uh, uh, what's his name, Chris Christie in in New Jersey would think, yeah, I got a shot. Yeah, they got about as much of a chance of being president as I do. And I don't have any chance to be president. I mean, to think that there's a lot of people, folks, who think that Mike Pence was a political traitor to President Trump, and they haven't forgiven him. I'd love to see his rallies. His rallies aren't going to be very big. But see, either these people are delusional where they think, oh, I'm loved by so many, when that's not the case, or there's another agenda, and that is to divide and conquer. Maybe they think if they can put enough people in there, it's going to take the votes away from Trump. But in reality, all they're taking the votes away from is DeSantis. Yeah. Now, you know, the funny thing is, they, they I didn't know that Mike rode motorcycles. Yeah, I saw didn't that. know that. You know, and here he is on a Harley doing a cruise, you know, and I'm sitting there going, well, that's cool. He's riding. Wait a minute. He's wearing a helmet. Okay. Uh, okay. I mean, a lot of bikers, Harley riders don't, 
Some do. There is a law that you have to. But he was wearing a white helmet like you would ride a scooter with. Scooter boy <laughs> out there trying to pose. It's Scooter Mike. You yes. know, that's he was wearing a scooter helmet because that's what it looked like. He was not wearing a biker helmet. <laughs> you know, if he was really, you know, wanting to get down and if you're going to wallow in the mud, yes, yes. Mike, you're, put on some You're boots, saying he was nice, posing. He was damn posing. right at him because yeah. put on some still toed boots, put on a pair of grungy jeans. Get your leathers no, no, and no. wear He's... them and wear a real get a skull cap and go for riding. You know, otherwise you ain't a biker. Well, my question is, doesn't he still have Secret Service coverage as a vice president, former vice you know, they president? Were, they were riding scooters with white helmets. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so he, he probably got out of town as soon as he got out of the the view of the cameras, he probably pulled over. They they wheeled it up on the back of a trailer when he took a bus. You know, well, uh, they probably they probably were holding the bike. Say, just okay, you know, pop the clutch. Yeah, you know, you're only going to go one hey, speed. Hey, just in pull the, on the in throttle the, a little bit and hold a straight line. He had one of those yeah, little hold a straight line. Yeah. Don't try to turn that <laughs> thing. You know, <laughs> yeah, he probably had one of those earpieces in. You see on all the TV shows, you know, where they're being talked to by somebody you you can't see uh, a handler. Yeah. Hey, you know what else I wanted to mention today? What's that? Uh, I was watching last night uh, on one of the talk shows. Uh, Gordon Chang is smart guy. Um, he's a commentator and a China ob- observer. He really mm-hmm. pays a lot of attention to what's going on in China. He's really afraid. He's afraid because China is uh, making a lot of saber rattling moves right now. They're you know they cut off our airplane with that that. That that jet that flew by it a couple of days ago, and then I now guess the so, ship. yeah, then they had the ship cut off, cut off one of our destroyers, which is a dumb move, because you know even in our weakest form, our our, our ships are pretty 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 friggin' strong. <laughs> I wouldn't want to mess around, but he said, you know, internally China is having a lot of problems right now. They're not strong internally. People think they they are. They're not. They have people who are uh, not eating properly. They have people who are angry at the Chinese government, Communist Party. There's mm-hmm. a lot of internal strife. So what they're trying to do is distract their people by getting into a war. Mm-hmm. He thinks that we're going to be in war sooner rather than later. And uh, this is a scary thing. They're saying, like, uh, one general says 2025. Gordon Chang says it may actually be sooner. He says, and here's the problem that nobody is talking about, except if you've been a regular listener to our program. I have an idea where you're going. If not, I'll go there. If, go you've, if you've been a regular listener to our program, you have heard this theory mentioned over and over again, and I do believe it's true. But yesterday, Gordon Chang said it on uh, national uh, television. There are probably battalions of Chinese troops already stationed in our country right now. Uh, unbeknownst to the average casual uh, person, they're out there. Now, you know, they bought a lot of farms. They bought a lot of uh, land. Uh, people wonder, why, is that, why are the Chinese buying all these properties? And they're so close to other military bases. But nobody has mentioned the fact that they could be stationing people there in these different locations around the country. And we, they may already have battalions of Chinese military soldiers in our country ready to attack. And so why would they buy property next to military bases? Well, what, what do military people attack? They attack other military people, right? Wouldn't it be advantageous to them to have their people right next door? I'm just saying. Well, you, you can neutralize bases or disrupt them. You could also sit there and have personnel here, troops here that can go in and seize a city government and basically take a city and hold it hostage. Mm-hmm. You get key cities and hold them hostage. We can't attack them because we're killing our own people. And the but, other thing, Bill, we have not heard a thing about, nothing, zero, is the explosives that were stolen. You and I have right. talked about this all the time, and uh, nobody's saying a darn thing. You're saying what explosives, right? The 30 tons, tons, 60,000 pounds of ammonium nitrate that was stolen from a railroad car about two weeks ago. 
and we must also tell you, now it's three weeks, mm-hmm. uh, it was high-grade uh, specifically for using as explosives. Oh, really? fertilizer. Yeah, it was... If you go back and look at the story, yeah, it was it, it the ammonium nitrate can be used for fertilizer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what its original intent is. But this came from uh, a military arms manufacturer, so it's military grade. So what See, does I didn't that know tell that. you? It, the, the ammonium nitrate that was used to bring down the Murrah building in Oklahoma it's City. Normal ammonium nitrate. That's right. That was fertilizer. This I didn't is, realize this was actually made to be explosive. Yeah, it came from a company, I forget where it is, but uh, where the train hailed from, that makes military explosives. So that means it's military-grade stuff that came out of there. All right. And, and, and they lose track of that. You know, anything that comes out of a military base is scrutinized and strictly monitored, but it wasn't. And, you know, we talk, since we're talking about if China has battalions here, and, you know, there's documents showing that Biden's on the take with China. Yeah. Well, and they're saying, okay, there's going to be war. How convenient if we did it right before the election, because then the War Powers Act goes into place. Biden stays president. You can't elect out around him. And that means if he's not capable, who has the power to appoint a new president? Or well, there you go. I, I also heard, by the way, that he, he's, they're considering putting on the ticket with Biden, Obama. As vice mm-hmm, president, sure. there you go. So, I mean, I'm just saying, you may see another another term of Barack Obama. Wouldn't that be interesting? But here's the getting back to the uh, ammonium nitrate. How it happened, folks? It was on a car. The car was broken into. All of this thirty thousand pounds of ammonium nitrate was a thirty ton. It's thirty ton, sixty thousand pounds. Yeah, sixty thousand pounds. Think of how much how much ammonium nitrate that is, how heavy it is. And they did it without anybody in the railroad knowing about it. It sat, the car sat empty for two weeks. For two weeks, that car sat empty. And then they discovered it was gone. By that time, it could have been anywhere in the country. Now, doesn't it sound to you like that was a military operation? Yeah, that was wasn't done by, by a bunch of uh, a bunch of clowns who wanted to steal something off a, off a train. It that wasn't was, rednecks hauling it off in pickup trucks. It sure as heck wasn't. It was and, a staged and, maneuver, and it had to look legit because you're talking a boxcar, a railroad car, yeah. and you just don't make that. You know, you ever unpack a moving van? You don't get it all in one load. That's exactly it, right. It, it takes a little while, and people are going, "Oh, yeah, somebody's moving it over there. Oh, look at there!" You know. <laughs> Uh, you know, nothing to see here, friends. Just it's gone. How do you? you know? st- and, and that's a good point. How do you? How do you steal all that sixty thousand pounds of ammonium nitrate without a conductor or a railroad yard worker seeing it? I mean, aren't there night watchmen on these railroad yards who are supposed to walk around making sure that people aren't breaking into into rail cars and stealing things? Well, I mean. Didn't they have security cameras in the rail yard? Well, they usually have something more than that. Uh, I mean, my my late brother, God rest his soul, he used to drive. He and his wife drove military loads from the East Coast to the West Coast. And, you know, any trucker will tell you, yeah, they got GPS tracking on that truck. You pull over or pull off your course just for just a minute. Well... I got to go to the bathroom, you yeah. know, so you pull over and you know, rest stop that might not be on the beaten path and right. pull off a little bit. They are on the sat the, the satellite phone to you right away. What the hell are you doing in that truck? Yeah. Because they monitor it. That railroad car it was monitored and you know, they knew where that box car was at all time. Yeah. They knew that the goods were in it or not in it. And if they didn't, and it wasn't monitored, somebody screwed up. Yeah, or somebody, you know, somebody did something, wow. but nobody's talking about it. Nobody, it was reported, and then the story just, like a fart in the wind, went well, away. Let me ask you, let me, Bill, if if they're getting ready to go to war with us, would 60,000 pounds of ammonium nitrate be a good head start for whoever's attacking us internally? Well, I mean, you could take you could take that, uh, you could probably divide it up and take out a few strategic bases, or at least cripple them enough to where uh, they have they're going to be off to a slow start. Yeah. Or you bridges, could take it, bridges, 
power plants could be taken down. Um, I mean, this what is a, it? There's either three or nine places in the United States that you can hit power plants and put us on our knees begging for free. And I'll you know, bet you they know exactly uncle. where they are, Bill. Well, it's been on the news. They, they've shown it on uh, oh, sure. all the networks before. Few years ago, you yeah. can go, let's not you keep it a up, secret. No, no, no. You could you could Google it right now. How to take down the U.S. power grid? Sure, and it will show you the plants in nine easy go, steps. The relay stations, yeah. yeah. So yeah, you could sit there and run your car through the fence and hit a transformer and do it. Now the other question is, why haven't the media been talking about this story? Why has it been crickets? Why? I mean, this is a huge story. I mean, it hasn't been found. The ammonium nitrate is still gone. Far as I know. I mean, I haven't Googled it recently. Hey, Bill, I check the news every single day, and I look for that story because it it interests me. (laughs) Well, it caught you by surprise. I happened to see it, and you said, nah, 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 nah. And then you looked it up, and there it was. Oh, my gosh. That is a massive story, and it's not even on our favorite uh, conservative network. Nobody's oh. talking about it. Well, because they're going, what are you going to do with fertilizer? I give you the Murrow building in Oklahoma City. I rest my case. 2,000 pounds. Just 2,000 pounds in a truck. A U-Haul uh, van parked on the street. It wasn't even drone, uh, driven into the, into the lobby of the building. It literally was parked next to the building, and you saw what it did to that building. Destroyed mm-hmm. it. Uh, yeah. You know, it just, it's mind-boggling. We are being, and again, going back to lies that we're being told on a, on a daily basis right now, the border, it's still a mess. Every day, thousands are coming across. But see, we're not being told about it anymore, so it's not happening anymore. So that's, they figure if they just keep it down to the press, we can keep doing what we're doing. Nobody's going to notice. I mean, heck, we have a stupid, complacent country. These people out there, they're more interested in their sports game, their their sports team than they are with what we're doing down on the border. Or I don't a transgender know. drinking beer. I mean, that was a good story, oh, too. That was a nice distraction. That's another thing. I'm in a roll today. I'm sorry. but That's no, okay. You know, Let them go. They are distracting us with all this transgender stuff. Because it it really is it's like shi- it's like holding a, a shiny object in front of somebody. You're or gonna a bunch you, of crows. Yeah, you're gonna look at the shiny object. Yeah, and we have a, a a complicit media, which intentionally tries to keep us away from the real stories that are happening right now in the world, and uh, they're doing treasonous things. They're not being what they should be. You know, if we have, if we're attacked, they're part of the problem. They didn't yeah. do their job. Yeah, and where to go and where to hide? Nowhere. There's nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. Oh, that sounds like an old what rock is, song. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, Diana Ross and nowhere to run. Very no. good. Um, other interest. Another interview. Very. I like you. You. You have such a nice voice. <laughs> um, another interesting story. Ukraine. Uh, the blew the dam. Are you talking they, about that? They they blew up a dam, and they're Ukraine saying with the Russians, and the Russians are saying it was the Ukraine. And well, neither one really would benefit from it, but then I heard that the Ukraines might have amphibious vehicles, and therefore, now where did they get those if they do? Oh that my would be goodness! The only reason. Yeah. But think about all the people in the path of that oncoming wave that are drowning. So they didn't even care about their own damn people when they blew the dam. Damn. Both of the countries, Ukraine and Russians, are warning people to evacuate. I mean, people, well, I understand Ukraine finally took credit for it early this morning. Oh, <laughs> why doesn't that? It, why and, doesn't that surprise me? And you know, and then the news was going. Well, you know, if they got amphibious vehicles, that would explain it. And I'm going. Oh, is that a telegraph that the U.S. is uh, giving them amphibious, or has already given them to it? Because if they already have them, then this was us. You know what today is? We we should have mentioned this earlier. It's the anniversary of D-Day. Oh. Today is June 6th. Yeah, that's right. Chairman of the uh, Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley, he told CNN that uh, although Ukraine is, quote, very well prepared for a counteroffensive against the ongoing Russian invasion, 
It is, quote, too early to tell what outcomes are going to happen. Millie is about as dumb as a box of friggin' rocks. But the thing that makes him dangerous is that he has the stars on his shoulder and he's the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. That was a mistake on Trump's part. Trump yeah. should have Trump should have booted his fanny out the uh, the door, door when he was yeah, yeah when he was president. In an exclusive interview with uh, the media from Normandy, France, Milley said that Kiev is fighting a war that quote is an existential threat for the very survival of the Ukraine, but that also has greater meaning for the rest of the world too. Pointing out specifically to Europe and the United States, he's trying to say. It's important that they win the war for the Ukrainians, but it's also important that the war is won in the Ukraine for Europe and the United States. I would submit that we have no interest in the Ukraine, really. I mean, if the Ukraine were to close their doors, locking up, and everyone went home, the United States wouldn't wouldn't miss a beat. So when he's trying to tell everybody that it's important that the war is won for our benefit too— He's full of nonsense, okay? Now, this guy, by the way, he's retiring at the end of the year. Uh, he was over there marking the 70th, 79th anniversary of uh, World War II's D-Day invasion. My stomach goes into knots when I hear that. I think about all those brave uh, soldiers and all those great military heroes who were on that battlefield doing real work for our country. And then we have this poser, this poser going over there, and with his uniform on and trying to pretend that he he's a tough guy too you know he, I'm a tough I'm here representing the United States chairman of the joint chiefs of staff when I when I look at that guy I think we're we're shafted but this is the same guy who said uh, he wants to learn more about the transgender movement it's important that we become more aware do you think that the supreme commander of the allied forces dwight david eisenhower would have ever said something so inane think about that for a second do you think you would have had dwight eisenhower who by the way was a pretty darn good president but wasn't given the credit that he was he was due when he was president i mean the media squashed that it wasn't until decades later that people started to realize, hey, maybe he wasn't a bad president after all, you know? But anyway, uh, Millie thinks that uh, it's important we stay in that battle, in that war in the Mm. Ukraine. We have two fronts right now that we, actually three fronts, that we are messing up. We're involved with a war that is draining our supplies. That's the Ukraine. Uh, It's draining money from us that we could be using to build our country up. We're failing to defend ourselves against a country which is preparing desperately to go to war with us. That's China. We are doing nothing. We should be going toe-to-toe. If they're going to build up their army to attack us, we should be building up our defenses right now to protect us. But we're not doing that because we have we have despicable, treasonous people in office, and, and they're not doing their job. And then... We are falling down. The other front we're falling down is on our borders. You can't have a country without borders. I'm sorry. I love immigrants. My family came from immigrants. We all did it the legal and normal way. But a country cannot be a country without defined and protected borders. Otherwise, forget it. You don't have a country. You might as well... Throw everything out the door. Don't hey, no more taxes. Nobody should pay taxes because we don't really have a country anymore. You know, I mean, uh, sad situation. It really is. I'm still stuck on uh, Millie and Drag. You know, singing "It's Raining <laughs> Men," but that's a whole different. Uh, uh, oh gosh. Oh uh, boy, uh, that's it. I'm gonna. I'm not eating breakfast because I'd lose it after that <laughs> thought. Uh, speaking of trans, you heard about a 34 year old trans man down in Virginia, Bill. Oh, yeah, he stabbed his, uh, his dad was a dentist, retired, yeah. but he stabbed him to death. But you're not hearing about it. It's it's silence when it comes to the news. Well, why would that be? Is it is no, it because, because he's a, a nice young man who had a nice smile? But then again, he didn't consider himself a young man, did he? Hmm. No, he didn't. He thought he was a young lady. Uh, there's uh, targets in trouble, too, because, you know, they for the uh, transgender w- women waiting mm-hmm. for their augmentation, 
they have special clothes. They sure. They have the slip cover, the kind the, the of The tuck, protection. they call it. The, you know, the, the, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do they have something like that for the men that got the cut and tuck? Oh, I don't know. Can you, you know, I'm sorry. If I had ever, if we had talked about stuff like this so casually and matter-of-factly when, when I was a kid, my father would have gone through the roof, you know. I didn't fight a Get darn your war. night out there. Yeah. Don't you ever come back. I didn't fight a darn war and help to save this country for this nonsense. Come no. on. Oh, my dad wouldn't have put up with it. And, and yet no. the, the media, everywhere you look in June, it's going to make you hate June, folks, really. If you're a conservative, <laughs> the media is going to make you hate June. Why? Because every time you turn the TV on, it's Pride Month. Yes, to help celebrate Pride Month, we're going to show all of these people in very tight clothes, all of these overweight people who shouldn't be wearing latex are going to be prancing around your living room in makeup because it's Pride Month. And, you know, I thought Pride Month celebrated the gay community, and that's fine. I thought that's what Pride Month was all about. For years, it was the celebration of the gay community. Now it includes a plethora of different well, types of people. Here's the uh, here's the thought or question I'll ask you, because I look at all these pronouns and everything that are going on, and I'm going, these are people that are screaming for attention. Yes, every generation comes along, and they're going. This is me. This is who I am. So this is nothing more than a generational thing. All right. Yes, it's been building for a while. But, okay, what's the next even <laughs> more perverted thing for the next generation to God be? Go, this is me. <laughs> I'm Flamer. Yes, yes. I set myself on fire. Yes. I don't know. I've always thought of myself as a fire hydrant. You know? <laughs> You know, I I don't know, Bill. You know, but I have a question to ask you. Oh, now, God. I'm a pretty I'm a pretty sensitive guy about. I mean, I know I'm overweight. I know I gotta lose weight. It's just the way it is. But I'm also older and I'm more sedate. I don't get around. I don't play the sports I used to play. I, I am back on my my stationary bike. I'm doing that every day. Which is really. good. Yeah, I'm, I'm pedaling out there, man. I'm going nowhere fast. But, <laughs> but. If 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 you had an option to put on spandex, right, and prance around the community in spandex, would you just jump at it? I mean, would you just want to be? I think to myself, oh, my dear God, can you imagine me being in spandex now? But they, and not only that, and makeup. <laughs> I don't even want to picture that. Oh, but, you know, I mean, you know, I do I, things I, to hide. The only way, not even the only way, you know, because people go, well, you know, for a million dollars. I don't know. A million dollars <laughs> won't get you that far. And it will not, you know, it will not drown the fact that you did it. And a million but, dollars may last for a so, so many years, right? But that yeah. your reputation is shot forever. <laughs> maybe maybe five hundred million dollars and a box car full of whiskey. <laughs> I mean then I bird this. Can you imagine what? <laughs> what is it that makes these and I hate to say it, but it's the, it's an observation. I see it on TV every time they show a drag show, they show some guy who hasn't hasn't seen a weight loss program in ten years. I mean this guy's He's got a weight problem, and he shoves himself. You've heard of the expression, he's a blibby. A what? Yeah, it's 10 pounds of mm in a five-pound bag. That's what he these guys look like. I mean, do you see a lot of slim, trim? I mean, I, I'm sure they're out there. I'm sure they're out there. But every time I look at TV and someone's showing a drag show, it's somebody who should be heading to Weight Watchers, you know, mm. or, or Golo or whatever the heck they are, whatever program they're using. Uh, Nutrisystems or look, there's all kinds of perversions out there. To me, that's a perversion. You know, the cross dressing, whatever. You know, uh, I don't get it. Don't understand it. Uh, I, there was somebody that I worked with one time. I say work. Uh, say worked with. Worked for the company mm -hmm. that I worked for, and uh, I mean, big hey. masculine blonde haired guy, marine. Yeah, hurrah! And then I found out. Uh, there was a uh, 
a store that uh, was on my client list that happened to be uh, one of those places that sold paraphernalia and uh, clothing for strippers and said, oh, you know, uh, so-and-so from your place comes in here all the time. I'm going, no way in hell. Oh, yeah, look, <laughs> these are the shoes that he ordered. I'm going, they make those little things in feet that big? Oh, yeah, we had to custom order them. He's in here all the time. Well, he, I'm like, oh, you know, when you guys, when I was younger, if some guy oh. was into cross-dressing, usually they were into wearing dresses, loose-fitting dresses, you, you know. And, I mean, you see it on movies, right? I mean, you see Tony Randall or somebody, uh, or, or Jack Lemmon would be dressed up in a dress or something like that. That was the kind of thing cross-dressing was. But nowadays, it's, it's people, they think they should be wearing spandex. Spandex is like wearing the, the tightest of tight you could ever get and squeezing themselves into it. And by the way, they, they, no one's ever given these guys uh, makeup uh, classes. Because, Lessons, no. They oh, don't. my God. They put on the their makeup. The more pasty, the better. They you look know? Like, that... It looks like a clown show. Yeah. It looks I'm like a saying. donut that has more cream than donut. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hey, look at, I'm sure there's somebody out there going, oh my God, how politically incorrect, oh, you know. How many sprinkles does it have? <laughs> hey, listen, uh, I'm not, I'm not denying anybody from doing anything, but don't do it in front of the kids. Okay. I'm just and saying. Don't do it in front of me, please. You, you know, don't, just... don't think you have a right uh, to go out to a elementary school and prance around like that. Because when I was a kid, they would have called the cops and you'd be in jail. And if you are dressed up that way, do not drop the notepad or the pen and pick it up. Forget it. It's terrible. I don't want to see that. Okay. Blind. Neither do I. Whoa. Um, Boy, did this show go to hell in a heartbeat. But, but it, no, I think it was an important topic that people want to hear. You know, They're laughing their butts we, off right we, now. we report, you decide. Um, Eric Adams, the, the incredible uh, gifted mayor of New York. Ah, oh, yes, Eric Adams. You know, at first he said, we're a sanctuary town. Feel free to stop by. And they did, and they did, and they did. And now Eric's going, hey, wait a second. We can't take any more of these people. We'll, we'll send them to Rockland County. So he sent them up to Rockland County, and Rockland County said, hey, we're not a sanctuary county. And I guess they sent some of them back to New York. And then he sent them out to Suffolk County, and, and they, they didn't want them either. So now Eric has done, done the next best thing. Listen. It is my vision. Uh, to take the next step to this, go to the faith-based uh, locales, and then move to uh, private residents. Uh, there are residents who are suffering right now because of economic challenges. They have spare rooms. Uh, they have locales. And if we can find a way to get over the 30-day rule and other rules that government has in, in its place, we can take that $4.2 billion, $4.3 it may be now, that we potentially have to spend, and we can put it back in the pockets of everyday New Yorkers, everyday houses of worship, instead of putting it in the pockets of corporations. And some of those corporations come from outside our city. Oh, my gosh. So wait a second. Let me see if I got this right. First, he says he wants churches to put, he says at the very beginning, you know, faith-based uh, places, yeah. right? But then he says, hey, you want to make a few bucks and you got a house? <laughs> Take in some stranger from somewhere in the world. We really don't know where they come from. And by the way, they've never been checked uh, as far as health goes. So, I mean, if they have COVID or some other disease that we don't know about, <laughs> you'll find out. And we'll pay you a few bucks to uh, let them stay at your house. I mean, this guy is absolutely out of his friggin' mind, I think. Wasn't I, this a movie in 1965? What was it called? Dr. Zhivago. <laughs> Isn't this a Marxist thing? How Marxist can we go? my love. Yeah, I know. I know. It is kind of like Dr. Zhivago. But then a lot of what they're doing is very communistic, the left. I mean, they're doing a lot of things. I mean, the whole border thing is a communistic thing. Although I take that back. I take that back. You know why I take that back? Because communist countries are incredibly protective of their borders. I mean, they had the Berlin Wall for a reason, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that was to define and delineate between what was theirs and what wasn't. But Well, uh, the walls will go back up as soon as they, uh, you know, they, they dismantle America and rebuild it to what they want it to be. That's a happy thought. Um, yeah. 
Uh, would you, guys, as a happy. homeowner, would you say, come on in, we got a room? <laughs> I don't no, even know your you name. Know what I, you, know, you know what some unscrupulous people will do? Well, I wouldn't invite them into my home, but here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get a government grant, and I'm going to buy up some housing project homes, you know, or dilapidated yeah. homes, and get that money, and then house these people, because I've got free rent right there. Wait a second. Wait a second. What if they just buy regular homes in nice neighborhoods? They can do that, well, they too. They can right? do that, too. Yeah. Oh, hey, look at How many bedrooms? This will be better than Section 8. Oh, I like this. We can buy a house, like, in a good neighborhood. What do we care where it is, right? So it costs us a few bucks. And then we can make every bedroom a separate bedroom for a different illegal family or whatever. Yeah, right, we could, and charge for each one. Ooh, and we don't have to worry about zoning because, well, the city's the paying The mayor's going to take care of us. Uh, All I have to do is get a post office box there or, you know, some... Does somebody want to share their address with me? I don't. I won't be there. My mail will come there. You can forward it to speaking me. Speaking of speaking of uh, illegal migrants, I, I don't know if you heard this on Thursday. Uh, dozens of migrants staged an overnight protest at a budget hotel outside of London. Are you saying London, England? Yeah, London, England, where they were staying because it did not meet their standards. Uh, the hmm. group, consisting solely of adult men who arrived in Britain illegally in small boats, see, they're having the problems too, uh, took to the streets outside the $187 a night Comfort Inn in Pimlico, which is, I guess, a suburb of London, after being informed that they would uh, have to share rooms with four people sleeping in bunk beds. My God, man, what are you thinking? And uh, I'm still paying 187 a night? No, you're not paying any. The illegal's paying nothing. All oh, 25 okay. individuals had previously been accommodated in a hotel in Essex, each having their own room with an ensuite bathroom. And uh, that means you don't have to go down the hall, folks. However, upon arrival nice. at the Pimlico venue, they were informed that they would have to share rooms with, quote, smelly communal bathrooms, prompting dissatisfaction from the group. Uh, one Iranian man com uh, complained that the room space was inadequate for four people to sleep comfortably. Mind you, they're sleeping free, right? Now, England is doing the same thing with these illegals that they're doing in this country with our illegals, except we're doing it on a much bigger scale because we're a mm -hmm. bigger country. But they're coming across on small boats into England. They're allowing them, once they get there, to, to stay free. They're not kicking them out of the country. This is a global problem, folks. It's bigger than I thought when you think about it. This happening. Well, no, it's going on in Australia, England. It's going on anywhere where there's some form of democracy. Yeah. You know, the only places it's probably not going on, well, it's not, it's China and it's not going on in Russia. And you know what's not going on anymore right now? Our show is not going to go on any anymore because we've, we've run, run the clock out, out. Yeah, we've run the clock out. If you want to reach us, you can... Call us at 833-538-7868. 833-538-7868. I almost blew yeah. the phone number. I know yeah, you yeah. you picked it up. I know. Yeah, I saw you so wonderfully you do that. It's mail it. It's another day. <laughs> See, you did that to me. You jinxed me. Mail it. It's another day.com. There we go. Tongue got behind my teeth and got you couldn't, twisted. You couldn't see what you were saying. I know. Yeah, wrapped I mean, around my eye, too. Yes. Hey, look, at. Um, we should point out that uh, there's a lot of things, real news happening. We're going to keep on top of it. You know, always we should point out that if something major were to happen in the course of a day, we'll come back with our comments. You know, we will be when, back. Yeah. It, it, we. We don't want you to think that we're not paying attention. If something extraordinary happens, uh, you might want to look for a, even a small update because we will try to get it to you. Um, anything else we you want to add before we pull the plug in this one? No, I just uh, the plug is frayed. Don't step in water when you pull it. <laughs> no, I won't. Yes. Have a, a good idea. Have a wonderful day, my friend, and we will see you tomorrow. Hasta mañana. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. 
And this is what she said. From Acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>